BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Rich Rebar. We're coming to you early, and we're going to do all the games this week, because why not? We got, we got all these games. We're going to make some picks. We're going to give some DFS takes. You know, we are going to, we are going to do what, uh, what needs to be done. And, uh, yeah, man, you're, you're heading out of town this weekend, so we're coming to the people early. So you got, you got a full, I guess you got like half of a week to digest all of these takes. And uh, I, I think I honestly, I think every game has the potential to be good, except Miami Buffalo. I think even Baltimore, uh, if Huntley is able to get in there, we could get some classic Harbaugh. Matt, they've just been so bad on offense, but right. you know, uh, I don't know, a, a, an Andrews explosion or something. I, I can, I can squint and see every game giving us something competitive other than Miami Buffalo. Yeah, I think that's uh, what we've got. I mean, these are all rematches. All seven games are rematch. Or all crazy. six games are rematches, uh, which is pretty wild to think about. Um, yeah, so we got this first game, though, with the 49ers, the first game. 49ers are the first game, yeah. It seems weird yeah. that a West Coast team is the, uh, the, the early Saturday game. I guess it's not early because it's technically middle of time, Eastern and Central, but uh, usually see those teams at night. Big big NFL wants Herbert for the primetime game, right. though, is is uh is what that is about there. They so should. yeah, I mean I so I this game's sort of interesting because I think obviously uh the 49ers are really good. Um the market thinks they're really good. The market has them just a shade below the Eagles to win the NFC, despite the fact that uh the 49ers have to play a whole ass other game. And weirdly enough, the highest seed of the NFC that has had to play a game has been like a spot that's actually pretty rife for upsets over the years, uh, including the Seattle team, by the way, the beast mode run uh, people, people remember that uh, maybe it's just because the saints have consistently failed out of this spot over the years. I, so, so the, the spread for this game, um, I'm seeing if there's anywhere you can get it at 10. So nowhere, nowhere will give it to you at 10 yet. I, I like, the Seahawks plus nine and a half points quite a bit. I, I know the 49ers are going to kick ass. I think they're going to win. I'm drafting all these playoff teams like they're going to win. But I just, I don't know. I kind of have a feeling like maybe we get a little crack in the Brock Purdy armor. And the Seahawks have really good offensive players. You know, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think nine and a half feels like a lot for a divisional playoff game. For a third time that they played too, you know, it's interesting is, since the NFL expanded and added this seventh playoff seed, uh, these teams have gotten absolutely crushed. Uh, the, this is the third year. So there's been four teams that have been the seven seed prior. 
And not one of those games did the number seven seed even uh, finish the point spread within a touchdown. The Colts versus the Bills the first year were seven-point dogs. They're also the only team to, to cover, even though those big lines, which makes it kind of tricky. But I do lean towards on the surface with you. I think, too, if you don't want to touch this game uh, from a line stance, like there's just no value in laying the nine and a half with the Niners, and you're just not comfortable betting the Seahawks. I think the, the crummy under is in play too. It looks like there might be like some rain and wind in this game. Uh, you know, so definitely keep an eye on that too. Uh, last time these teams played, it was what? Uh, 21-13. Uh, but yeah, Seattle's had 20 drives in these two games against the 49ers and have one touchdown. Uh, you have uh, to think it's got to be better. Like, yeah. You know, it's just got to be better than that. You brought up the Purdy thing and it's so crazy, like, Brock Purdy has a 9% touchdown rate. Like Patrick that is, Mahomes. That is Mahomes, Peyton Manning craziness. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has a 6.3% touchdown rate this year. Like he, the dude's throwing multiple passing touchdowns in six straight games. Like him and Jerick McCann, like we're just waiting. Like which, which one's going to give ground first? <laughs> yeah. Brock um, Purdy I mean, or Jared McKinnon. That's that's really that's really. I mean, I'm I'm totally I'm totally with you, right? Is like is like I I and I'm again I'm not even saying that a bad or like a C plus Brock Purdy game means they lose, but it right. just means like a 21 to 17 or something. Yeah. That's really and and for DFS uh, in this game and and for playoff stuff, like I love Debo Samuel. I was talking about that with Daigle yesterday. Like I think Debo is awesome in these playoff contests. Um, but like, D- I, I mean, are you interested at all in Walker or Metcalf or DFS stuff? Uh, maybe a little bit of Lockett. I will say if you're on the Seattle side, if you're betting Seattle with the points or you're getting kind of cute with some alt lines, like you should correlate it with the receiving stuff. Because if the Seattle Seahawks are going to win this game or push the 49ers at all, it's going to be through wide receiver, the wide receiver stars. Right. Yeah. Like that's, I, I think that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you look at like, they haven't had pretty modest games the two times these teams have played and they yeah, haven't really scored any touchdowns. They just said they scored one touchdown uh, on offense, but the 49ers, they have one vulnerability. It's like defending wide receivers and perimeter play. It's where they've been bad. So like, I think if you're on Seattle, like you maybe want to parlay that with some, like maybe, maybe like, Locket yards or catches or some shit like that. I think that that the, if Seattle's going to get there, these two players have to have good games. Yes. Yeah. I I think I think that is because you ain't going to run it. Sure. Like they're not going to line up Kenneth Walker and run it down the Niners' throat. That would be that would certainly be strange, right? Like if that if <laughs> I mean Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker would have to have like his beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. I mean, game. he's capable of having like the one run because like he's that kind of running back. Like he like he'll run for two yards on 20 carries and the next one's 80, but like, that's a tough way to live. Even if he does that, it probably means Seattle still didn't do good in the game, but like if Metcalf and Lockett have good games, then that's something that's probably a a larger, like full, full big picture. Like, all right, well, Seattle's hanging here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's good. Okay. So I think we're aligned on that one. Nothing to, uh, to argue about there. Uh, our next one, the primetime game on Saturday, the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to play against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who tried their hardest to lose to Josh Dobbs oh, and the Tennessee Titans. Oh, Man, they did. did they. They tried to fumble that, that ticket we had to fumble the bag on Jaguars. Really, they really did. Um, but I'm taking the Jaguars, man. I'm taking the Jaguars money line. I'm taking the points. Uh, a couple different things. So the first thing is, 
the Jaguars were able to move the ball each of the last two weeks, even when they didn't really two weeks ago when they didn't really have the incentive to do so. And last week they just kept flaming out in the red zone. And I'm buying a little bit low on them in the red zone because because that's actually been their problem all year, right? Is they were uh, like for the first 10 weeks when they started out so poor, Trevor Lawrence was a top 10 quarterback in EPA between the 20s. And then in the red zone, he was like the worst quarterback in terms of EPA. And I'm just betting on a little bit of regression there. But also the Chargers have just become like a mockery of themselves. Like it, it feels like this whole season has been the Chargers doing a performative art bit about what it is to be the Chargers. Like Mike Williams getting injured in a meaningless game. Uh, Joey Bosa having to go ask the trainers to check him. Then Brandon Staley saying, Yo, we only got 48 guys. Like, <laughs> you know, just it's it seems all of it seems unbelievable. The Chargers have this awful run defense. The Jaguars will be more than happy to hand it off to ETN. Kind of the opposite of Seahawks 49ers in the sense of like, I actually do think ETN could just be like 28 carries, 168 yards and just keep the offense on schedule. And I just don't have, a, Justin Herbert is dead last amongst quarterbacks in dot. man. What, what, what kind of fucking malpractice is this, dude? I'm, I, I'm jigging the Jaguars. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. We look at this game. So we don't very, it's very rarely in the playoffs. We get home dogs anyways. Yeah. Uh, and especially in the wild card round, but they've been historically terrible bets. Uh, this is only the, uh, I, I actually totally buy that because you yeah. get the, you get the team that shouldn't have won the division playing in a crappy division against yep. a team that actually should have been seated higher than them. And we have two this weekend. We we've only had since the NFL expanded to 32 teams, a wild card round has only had 18. This will be pushed at the 20 uh, home dogs in this round. And they are five and 13 uh, straight up in those, in those spots uh, with bucks being the other team. So this game, I think from a line stance, I don't really have a strong lean. I think there are a couple of ways to play this. I think the first half over, if you don't like the, I think total over is in play, but first half over looks really good because the chargers are awesome in the start of these games. They're fourth in the NFL and scoring rate per drive in the first half of games. You tell, like, legalized gambling became a thing for me, too. So I'm like, oh, I guess I could have up shit before. But, uh, yeah, definitely that first half over, the full game over, I like a lot. Both these defenses are trash. They're both hot garbage. Um, you look at it, uh, the Chargers, they've allowed the most plays of 30 or more yards for every team outside of the Lions this season. And then you look at the Jaguars, uh, they got that nice little reprieve the last three weeks of facing, uh, you know, Zach Wilson, uh, Josh Dobbs and Davis Mills. But prior to that, they have just been getting crushed by every good quarterback and some bad quarterbacks they face. I mean, every other playoff team they face this year, 29 points, to the Eagles, 23, to the Giants, 27 to the Chiefs, 27 to the Ravens, 34 to the Cowboys. Like this game definitely, I think, is the reason like why people will be excited to watch. I think there's going to be points in this game. It's interesting about the Herbert stuff is like, He's basically doing the same exact thing that Joe Burrow's doing and no one cares. It just all like, it's because Herbert's not throwing touchdowns. It's not highlighted, but you look at, he's been really good since he got everybody healthy. I mean, since, since week 11, he is first in the NFL in completion rate byproduct of the a dot. Uh, but he's thrown for 7.3 yards for pass attempt. It's 13th in the NFL. He was at 65.8% 14th in the league prior to that. And then 6.4 yards for attempt, 31st in the league prior to that. He's thrown for over seven yards for pass attempt in seven of those eight games after doing it just twice over the opening nine games. And over that same span, 
his his a dot is the same as joe burrows and his deep ball percentage is the same as joe burrows it's just that one guy has a three and a half percent touchdown rate and the other guy has a six percent touchdown rate it doesn't get illuminated but the Bengals are doing the same shit like everyone's playing too high they're just checking it down they're throwing all these short passes it's just that the chargers have had more rushing touchdowns than the Bengals, and herbert's had some bad kind of red zone stuff go his way but they're doing the same thing like they Herbert's doing the exact, playing the exact same structure of football that Joe Burrow is playing right now, and they're treated totally different. Yeah, I mean, well, part of that is because uh, Burrow has, I mean, Burrow won a national championship. Yeah, he cashed it. Burrow, yeah, Burrow, Burrow has like, uh, Burrow has, I guess, like just done a little, like in, in terms of what people would think, Burrow's like done a little bit more to to earn the cachet. Um, I mean, honestly, kind of funny. Like Burrow, Herbert, and Lawrence are actually all kind of similar to me, where people at various points have thought they are too good and then got too low on. Like we've already seen the nadir of people on Burrow. We've already seen the nadir of people on Herbert. And I I, I feel like I feel like we're gonna be arguing about Trevor Lawrence for his entire career, actually. Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, because he, he, he you know the same thing, like you said last week. I mean, misses that wide open throw to Zay Dude, Jones. I, I was at I was at the bar with my wife, uh, and that game was on, and I'm just like kind of half paying attention because I don't really care. And I saw that throw and I was just like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I like I <laughs> like the the that is like if if that was the Chiefs in that game and they had to win and Mahomes missed that throw, like I would have been like vomiting, dude. Like that. And you could just... you imagine the, the 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 like how much like that would have gotten someone if like Mahomes did that, like where it would have went. And no, that goes to I show mean, you too, like where yeah. Lawrence is. And we're only a few weeks away. Like remember this team, this Jaguars team, completely no showed in Detroit a few weeks ago too. Yeah. Yeah. So like this, so, so are you? They are definitely. You are... I don't think either of these teams are very good, which is why it should be fun. Yes. I think that's uh I think that's probably right. So are you on the which which side here? Ooh. I think if you force me, I would say Chargers. Yeah, I'm for I'm forcing you. I'm forcing yeah, you. All right. First right. I think first half under game game over. Or first half over game over are the moves to make. I think I mean I think that's I think that's probably um fairly I think that's probably fairly reasonable. Yeah. I feel like I don't want to be put in a spot to where I have money on the line on either of these teams in this game. But I'm just gonna be because yeah. there's gonna be various points in this game where you feel safe and frightened on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my, uh, right. my 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 two and a half looks really good right now. Uh they're gonna be like, oh my two and a half is cooked. <laughs> like I feel a lot of that in this game. I mean, I, I think probably there's going to be like an early victory lap for both people, right? Like, oh, I, oh, bet, yeah. the, I bet the Jaguars, I'm a genius. I bet the Chargers, I'm a genius. Uh, all right, so moving <laughs> to Sunday, the Miami Dolphins travel Pain. to play the Buffalo Bills. So I, I got to own it. I, I did a donkey thing this week. I bet the Dolphins at 10 and a half being like, okay, worst case, Teddy plays. Uh, best case, Tua plays, and it's like seven and a half or whatever. Right. Two, Tua's ruled out. Teddy is uh, drawing very thin to start this game and and now i lost like three points of clv um absolutely brutal which i actually feel fine about getting it in that way because the bills have very similar actually to the chiefs like yeah they've been winning all these games and they they have like the the one week season mentality but they haven't been blowing the doors off of people the way we anticipated and Tyreek and waddle make up i mean, just Having those two guys, like, I don't know. I mean, they're worth a lot against the spread. Those dudes are so unbelievable. But Skylar Thompson can't even complete these five-yard crossers. Oh, God. 
Dude is rough. Uh, yeah, with two on the field this year, Miami 6.7 yards per play. With Teddy Bridgewater, 5.9 yards per play. Pretty respectable. Uh, really good numbers. With Skylar Thompson, four and a half yards per play. 51% of their set of downs reach third down with Skylar Thompson in the game. Uh, they have just a 31% conversion rate on third downs uh, and uh, a 7% conversion rate on third and longs with Skylar Thompson in the game. They're close to drawing dead with Skylar Thompson starting this game. Like pretty much like they might, I mean, it's one of those situations you're going to tell them not to show up, but it's, it's a situation where like if Skylar Thompson's your starting quarterback in this game, like I don't even know what to tell Dolphins, like what, don't even subjugate yourself to like feeling good and watching your team play in the playoffs. Just do something else during that, that three hours. That is, that is really good advice. Just, just do something else. Just Cause you're just going to be mad. You're just going to be mad. Yeah. Yeah, you are, you are just going to be mad. Um, and and honestly, like it's a good you know Sunday morning. Read a book, go on a walk, hang out with your you know just do do uh, anything else. Yeah, just absolutely um, anything. I mean, it, and and I think the only things we could learn from this game are uh, first half stuff like running back usage for for the Bills. Like, do they want to try and give James Cook some more touches in these big spots? Uh, do we see any of Naheem Hines on, on third downs or anything like that? I would love to see Gabe Davis have like a real wide receivers game, like eight targets in a game uh, in, in a meaningful game. Like he just has been such a, a peripheral figure there, but yeah, I'm, I'm not anticipating learning anything here. No, I mean, it's one of these things that's not set up. Like if you look at the back half of the bill schedule, they played all these man coverage teams. They're getting another man coverage, heavy team again here. And, that's just not Gabe's game, man. He, he's so bad against man coverage to splits. And like, I don't think it's a, it's not a coincidence. His best games over the back half of the year came against teams like the Browns and the Vikings, these big zone zone heavy teams. Uh, just a real tough run out for him. Yeah. It's just digs, man. Just play digs, play Josh Allen. Yeah. What are you, are, are you interested at all in playing uh, like a 2% own Tyreek in, in DFS for this game? Now with Skylar Thompson, I mean, look at, he's averaging five, 0.1 yards per target with Scott with Skylar Thompson. Uh, it was 10.3 yards per target from Tua, 12.9 yards per target from Teddy. Like that's it's not even half. He's not even half. It's like it's crazy, man. Just I think it's really hard. I think it's just really thin. Because even if you get like luck box into a touchdown with Tyreek, like are you gonna get enough at his salary? Like, does he can he get you 30, right? Like if he gets you a touchdown, you feel like, oh my God, I can't believe I even got that through. But like, can he get you 30, right? Cause you, it's what you need at a salary. And I don't yeah. think he has a 30 point game with Scott Thompson in him. If for, for him to do that, he would, it would have to be like, he took like two screens to the house or something. Yeah. He used to have like a rushing touchdown or some shit. Yeah. 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 Which uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and guess is not. Um, Cause not it's, we, we get this all the time in regular season DFS. Like when like say Je- like Wormer and Justin Jefferson played the jets. And people are like, man, Justin Jefferson's going to be sub 5%. Like, are you always play that, right? And it's like, well, does he still have a path to 30? And, like, he had a really good game against the Jets. But, like, he was a he was still a really bad play at his price. And, like, that's yeah. where we are. Like, it's, you know, and this is with a worse quarterback. It's just, like, so it's easy to say, like, yeah, Tyreek can take any target or any touch to the house. But scoring one long touchdown at that salary isn't going to be enough. He's got to do it multiple times. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. All right, the New York football giants against the Minnesota Vikings. I, I'm just going to pick the actual upset here. I, I've had enough of the Vikings. Everyone's had enough of the Vikings. Um, you know, that is, uh, I, I just, you know, D- Brian Dable comes in, Danny Dimes, 
does his thing. And just like the Vikings are the, they got to be like the most fraudulent two seed we've ever, well, probably since both, the Packers, both these teams are like yeah. pretty fraudulent. <laughs> I mean the, the Giants. The Giant. The Giants are the Giants are super fraudulent too, and are like draw. I mean, I think both of these teams are drawing like absolutely dead to make the Super Bowl. But uh, this is why the 49ers have those those odds, though, because if the 49ers win and the Vikings win, they play, you know, the, the next round. So like people are just like, well, they'll beat the Vikings, and then they're on to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, but that's I mean, kind of how they're drawing the favorite stuff. Right. Uh, I mean, and, and this game also could really could be good for DFS too. It's, uh, it's in, it's indoors, um, which we, which we like. Especially on the Sunday slate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause the other and, two and games I mean, kind of have dead sides and it's indoors. Right. We got, we got Barkley, we got Jefferson. I mean, KJ Osborne has popped off. Richie James has popped off. Like they're, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, you can talk yourself into, I think TJ Hawkinson will be like super, super owned, but, uh, I, 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 Normally I'm like way more of a favorites guy. Like I open the these slates up and I'm like, oh yeah, I want to take all the favorites, but I, I like the Giants here. I like the Vikings. So I think it's a spot where don't you don't feel good about it, but I think it's just from a top-down historical stance. Uh this is a good uh, like a good number to lay. Uh and it's a, and it's a terrible thing. We we've talked about I know since the years we've been doing this, but here's one of these spots again, man. We've got a first time playoff quarterback going against against a guy with playoff experience. And historically, these have just been terrible spots to bet on uh, especially with short lines uh you know since the nfl expanded 32 teams in the, in the playoffs originally first time quarterbacks versus non-first time quarterbacks in the playoffs are 11 and 32 st- straight up 14 and 29 against the spread uh last year all three guys lost it was kyler murray jalen hurts mac jones they all got flooded this year we're probably gonna have skylar thompson we're gonna have uh daniel jones um and there's one other guy I'm missing. Tyler Huntley will be the other Tyler one. Tyler Huntley, wow. Will be the other one versus Joe Burrow as playoff experience. Purdy and Geno cancel each other out because they both, and, and so do Herbert and Lawrence because they're both first-time starters. Someone has to win the game, right? Sure. Uh, but yeah, t- typically these have just been historically terrible spots to bet on. The Giants needed a pretty large comeback too to come back and enforce this game to even be 27 to 24 i like the first half under in this game a lot too this game was 13 to 10 going in the fourth quarter ended 27 24 the giants are one of the worst offenses in the first half of games and one of the best second half offenses and we know the viking story right this this team has has won eight games where they trailed in the fourth quarter like they're a late starting team as well so i do kind of like the first half under in this one it could be kind of a trap game but i think in the context of sunday slate it's not because the Dolphins, Skylar Thompson, and then Tyler Huntley and the Ravens. Like this game still is, is objectively really good uh, yeah. on that slate. But if you're playing like Saturday through Monday, I think this game could let down if you're over, you know, overweighted in it, but there's a lot of good individual pieces to like, but I'm just going to take the Vikings. And I know that everyone's going to, I'm taking the Cowboys too later as a spoiler, but I'm like, I, Cowboys and I know like everyone's going to be like the story, right? Like if, if the Vikings lose, and if the Cowboys lose, it's going to be the same story, right? Like we're going to come in on Monday and Tuesday and in the, in the same talking heads on NFL network and ESPN or wherever you watch your thing and be like, told you this is it happens every year with these teams, right? Like that's exactly right. what it's going to be. But 
uh, I think that stigma has pushed both these lines to, to having a, a pretty good value on both them. And the Cowboys is going the other direction. Like it's sub. I mean, the out. Cowboys, the Cowboys line is like objectively hilarious. Like the Buccaneers are not a good team. And if I, if I lose that bet, like I lose that bet, it's, it's, it's whatever, you know, like I, I don't, I don't care if I lose that bet, I'll, I'll know that I got it in. It opened it's off whatever. and it's, and it's skewing the other way. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's been it's, bet that it's two and a half now. Which is like, I don't know. I mean, on a neutral field, I feel like the Cowboys are like a touchdown better than the Buccaneers. I show on the road, they should be, my stuff shows that they should be five point favorites here. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that, that, that does, honestly, that does, that does pretty much sound right to me. And we do have um, a lot of, like we said, the rematches this week, obviously, like, you know, the Jaguars beat the Chargers 38 to 10. Uh, so like, you know, they're going to draw a little bit of steam. Um, and then you have this game, the Cowboys game where they, they looked absolutely awful week one against the Bucks, And then obviously they were just trash last week against the commanders. What, what was that? That was, that was so bizarre that, that game. I, I just have no idea what happened there. And they, they, you know, they're, they're good for a couple of those a year, uh, you know, being near and dear to your heart and Dak, this is, but this is why Dak. So I think like the, the conversation with Dak is, is totally overblown. I think he's a really good quarterback, but he does have like these Kirk cousins type games in him. And yeah. like, and like when they, and this is what pulls people back every time because he does do this, but like the big body of work with Dak is still phenomenal since he's been back. I mean, since Dak's been back, the Cowboys lead the NFL in points for drive. They lead the league in touchdown rate. They lead the league in third down conversion rate. They've been absolutely awesome. Uh, the one kind of sketchy thing with the Cowboys is like the defense is starting to bleed out, uh, especially in the back end. But then you say like, all right, well, can the Buccaneers take advantage of that? The, this is like the, this is a Buccaneers team that had the that can't score. Think about this: only the Commanders average fewer points per drive than the Buccaneers this year in the NFC. Only the Rams, so Cardinals, bad. and only the Rams, Cardinals, and Commanders average fewer yards per play than the Buccaneers in the NFC. I, I mean, they needed fourth quarter like all time comebacks against the Rams, the Saints, Multiple the Cardinals, yeah. like and and like bad teams, like they, not like like awful teams. And when you look at the Buccaneers too, I think that their defense is definitely not as good as people think it is either. And definitely not compared to the years past. I mean, they, they gave up the three points to Dallas in week one, but outside of that, the playoff teams that the Buccaneers have faced this year, they got 41 points to the chiefs. They got 27 points to the Ravens. They gave up 35 points to the 49ers. They got 34 points to the Bengals. Like they got, they got absolutely uh, carried by this playing this NFC South schedule uh, and playing these just bad teams in the NFC. And um, yeah, man, I, I'm taking, I think the Cowboys line's off. I'm taking it. I know it's not great. We, we stand to look foolish to everyone that says like, I told you not to bet on the Cowboys and Dak, but I'm doing it. I mean, and, and of course people will be like, Tom Brady has never lost. Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys, you know, all, all that stuff. But like, come on, bro. Like they, the, the, the Buccaneers are just objectively not a good team. Like they, and, and even if they were objectively a good team, they are coached so poorly. They start out every game trying. It's like, I, I, the Buccaneers have played 18 or 17 of the same game where they start out trying to run the ball. And if, you know, they get a little bit of positive variance and they end up winning, they keep running the ball and then, or, or if not, they get down and then they're way better when they start passing, but it's always too late. They're always trying to, to dig themselves out of a hole and it, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, this is, you look at like Tom Brady this year, the things he's actually been good at 
uh, you know, playing use use of play action. Like he's been awesome, but uh, the Buccaneers use play action the second lowest rate in the NFL uh, because they have a head coach that believes you have to run the football to use play action, right? Like you know, that's what they believe. Um, and then he's all, they're also, he, they're good with motion. They don't use a lot of motion. Um, and they're also really good in no huddle situations. You know, Thorman has talked about this a lot too in his stuff. Uh, Tom Brady's eighth in the league in, in completion rate uh, with the use of no huddle, uh, 11th in yards for pass attempt. Like, but they play with no tempo. They're but always they, they in don't the last. Do right? But and then when they have to turn it on, stuff happens. It's like, yeah, it's hard for me to back this coaching staff. It's hard for me to back this defense, which I don't think is good. And just hard for me from a top-down perspective to back this team because they haven't been good all year. All year. Like that, I think that I think that is probably the best point is that they just truly have been bad at every turn. Um, and and a lot of the reasons to bet on them are just like it's it's just all like narrative driven, I guess. Like it's just all it none of it has 100%. to be. Like, yeah, it's it's not what they're doing on, and it, and and it's the whole reason to bet against the Cowboys largely too. It's for people. It's largely negative. It's largely narrative. Although you know the defense has been playing really bad. Yes, yeah, it has. Uh, all right, so there we're we're, we're both agreeing on that one, and then we got um, uh, Ravens Bengals. Man, sad game because it could have. This could have been a really good game. This could have been you know same with Dolphins, teams. right? Like if two is playing in that game, it's totally different. If Lamar is playing this game, it's it's largely different. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of interested, um, kind of interested to see for like for DFS purposes, if Dobbins or Andrews is able to get there at like super, super low ownership that, but that's really the only interesting angle. I, I, and honestly, even at, um, eight points, eight and a half points, I still probably like the Bengals side here. Like this is a team that wants to win the Super Bowl. There's, there's no rest, no quarter for the Ravens like they're coming they're coming and it, you know divisional opponent and all that stuff you don't, you don't take it easy on the divisional opponent I mean this this is kind of like the worst type of game for like us as like uh you know on the DFS side and the fantasy guys because the Ravens aren't good enough to score with even a halfway great defensive performance right like they're just like they can they like they did it last week like the Bengals had four yards per play in that game. And there was at one point in that game, you never thought the Ravens were going to win that game. No, not even, not even <laughs> for a second. And, and, you know, they held the Bengals to 4.9 yards per play in the week five matchup when they had Lamar and barely won. Uh, so it's one of these situations where Baltimore is good enough defensively to kind of limit the ceilings of all these Bengals players we care about, but probably not good enough to score any type of points like that that matter in this game on their end to really push things. So that's kind of like the bummer of this whole game. This whole game is a drag to me when I look at anytime when I wrote the scale up and analyzed it, I was like, you know, this game's kind of, this game's kind of a bummer with no Lamar. Like it's just because the Ravens defense has been awesome. And you can say like, well, they played all these bad quarterbacks back after the year. And it's like, well, yeah, they also played the Bengals and they were really good both games against the Bengals yeah. uh, defensively. Um, uh, the Bengals averaged 5.6 yards per play against everybody outside of the Ravens, 4.9, four yards per play in the two games that they faced them. Um, and we also have a, now we're starting to build the sample of Burrow without Lael Collins. And now we're up to six quarters and he's averaged five and a half yards per pass attempt without Lael Collins on the field. Uh, so not great there either. Uh, I think the Bengals this is probably a game where like the Bengals win like 23 or like 26 to 10 or some shit. Right. Like Totally. Yeah. And, 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 like, and we don't even get like a, like a real signature moment or anything. No. Cool. Like it just, 
they you know this becomes the Texans Raiders Saturday game where it just is like over and it just barely even happened you know I'm, I mean, this Lamar stuff's going to be interesting to follow in the offseason. Uh, I'm surprised how many people believe that he's not playing because he's not held or because he's like just holding because himself of, out. Because of like contract stuff or That's whatever. the most yeah. insane thing ever. Like the internet's, the internet's a, a dangerous place, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't spend, spend less time on the internet. That's good. <laughs> That's good advice for everybody. <laughs> you know, Tyler Holly, man, though, like I feel bad because I kind of liked him, but yeah. Over the, over the past two years, there have been 43 quarterbacks to throw 200 or more passes. Uh, only Kenny Pickett, Mike White, and Zach Wilson have a lower passer rating. Uh, he's dead last among those guys, and yards are past them and dead last touchdown rate. Um, and if he, anything, and, and he he was starting out like running around and being like kind of fun and exciting, and then he just stopped doing all that stuff too. Yeah, I mean the Ravens. Like we talked, I think we talked about it last week because you had uh, the the game, and it's just like this this offense just has no creativity or playmakers. It literally was compromised over the black box was of this offense was literally Lamar do some good shit. Like we've got, and that's what the entire offense was. And now Lamar's not hasn't been there. We have a two year sample of it now. When Lamar's not able to play, like this, they just don't have good enough players uh, offensively. Um. And it's just, yeah. And, and Greg Roman's not good enough at like, he's not Kyle Shanahan. Like, so. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, like that, I guess that probably is like a big part of it is that like Greg Roman and Harbaugh, they're like good coaches, but maybe not like historical all-time coaches. And that shifts the calculus a little bit, but I mean, the, yeah, this the, is the same thing that happened with like the Mike Tomlin discord over the last week. Right. They're like, Oh my God, the Steelers got the 500. Like Mike Tomlin should be coach of the year. And it's like, Mike Collins a good coach and he's yeah. really good at a lot of things that you want a head coach to be good at, you know, communication, obviously keeping player motivation, you know, this team went eight and eight with duck Hodges and uh, I forget who the other quarterback was that year. It was Rudolph. Rudolph. But like, there's a ton of things like Mike Tomlin's like certifiably like a bad head coach at, and there are things that matter. Right. And like Harbaugh is very much in that boat too. Uh, except for he gets a lot more like the aggressive stuff, but like, there's just certain things you can't, they, they can't make all of these Raven like, you have J.K. Dobbins playing off of this ACL, and you got Mark Andrews, right? Like that's what yep. you have. That's you all got, you got. Have. You got the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> cast off. You got Deshaun Jackson playing. Like the wide receiver room is a joke. It, it, Did it's, you? It's, and it's, they're it's not even joke. playing wide receivers. One of the things I found doing as like giving like they know their receivers are are so bad. They don't even have a wide receiver playing like two thirds of this of, of like the running routes on dropbacks anymore. Like, yeah, I caught I caught uh, in week 17, <laughs> Josh Oliver played 81% of the team's snaps, just like. They're just playing tight ends. Like, they're just playing tight. They're like, our receivers are shit. Like, we're not even going to put them on the field. Like, yeah. what do you want us to do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely um, unbelievable. So, what can you do, man? What what's, what what can you do? Uh, you know, we're, we, I think the playoffs will be good. I'm pretty optimistic. Like, we have some great teams in the AFC. I mean, Bills, mm-hmm. Bengals next weekend is just going to be it's going to be a, an amazing game that, that, that there's going to be a lot why, yeah it's like why we do it yeah there's gonna be a lot especially coming off of the you know two weeks ago monday night and then you know the demar hamlin stuff kind of pushed like i feel like the bills are like the public team now you know like everyone everyone's in on the bills they want to see the bills win uh, if you're not a fan of a team it feels like they're the one that has like the largest fan base of support yeah yeah uh that's what, that's I, what mean, I feel like nfc i don't know to tell you man i got nothing 
Yeah. I mean, I, how are you handling these like playoff pools with like the NFC teams? uh, I'm mostly playing it like the market is too low on the Cowboys and uh, a little bit too low on the Vikings too. Like, I know I just said I was taking the giants against them, but like, I don't know. I mean, the Vikings, I could totally like the NFC stinks. And like the, I, I also like, I mean, how sustainable is this Brock Purdy shit? Like if the Vikings end up in the Super Bowl, I'm not going to like, you know, die of apoplexy or whatever. Like it could happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I really wanted to be bullish. I want to be more bullish on the Cowboys to get out of the NFC, but they have to do, they have to play every game on the road to get there. Uh, and then they have to, and they've also played three of their past four games on the road coming into the playoffs. And that's like a lot. It's just a lot to ask, but I could see a scenario where they beat the Bucks and the Eagles uh yep. you know, for sure uh yeah. and then you, you either playing the 49ers or cowboys maybe or the 49ers or the vikings maybe uh in the mc championship game in that scenario but yeah, yeah i, I think that i i think that seems i think that seems does does right. any team in the nfc have a shot against any of the top three afc teams i mean the well i mean you know it's hard for me to be unbiased but <laughs> I, I think that I think that regardless of which of the three AFC team makes it, they will be three and a half point favorites over any AFC team uh, with upwards of being like if the fucking. Oh, Buccaneers, yeah. If it's like the Vikings or Bucks. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. like, if the Vikings or Bucks make it through, I could see Bengals like minus nine and a half or whatever in the Super Bowl, honestly. Like, it yeah, because, well, the be Bengals really just the Bengals just played in Tampa a few weeks ago and was it was it four and a half that's the what we said it was the most we said it was the worst line in national history oh that's right yeah I, i'd forgotten about that yeah we we both it was both of our number ones yeah i mean yeah uh it, it was it was four and a half and they ended up they ended up winning by double digits yeah absolutely crazy yeah so that's i i mean I, honestly the hardest thing to figure out is what you have to do in every bracket or every contest you're doing is figuring out who wins Cincinnati Buffalo in week two. And I just don't have, I don't, I don't have strong convictions on that. I, I think that that's going to be like a two and a half point line. And it just, it's, I don't know that game's almost going to be like last team of the ball wins. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen the Bengals like, and that's the other thing with the Bengals where it kind of drives our, people in our neck. It's crazy is they did the whole thing in the playoffs too last year where they got all these good players, but like they, they don't have like these explosion games. They're just like, you know, win. Cause last year, like statistically, like no one lit it on fire for the Bengals, like in any of those games, they said like a, a lot of solid contributions. Well, that's, so that's the crazy thing is like the, cause like the bills can't get there without like Josh Allen going nuts. Correct. Yeah. The it's like for just like a couple playoff things before we get out of here, the bills have not had a guy in half PPR scoring go over 24 since week six. So get Diggs had a great game this last weekend, but, but without the DK bonuses, it was, I think it was like 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bengals biggest individual performances haven't come in a while either. It was the chase against the saints. I think, I think you have Mixon and Panthers and then, and then Mixon and the Panthers, but they also have been on a very similar thing of pretty much spreading the, I mean, Trent Irwin came in with the two touchdown game. So I, and, and the chiefs, is like every everyone is uh you know everyone is waiting for the other shoe to drop with McKinnon, but at the same time that McKinnon has been pumping those bags up, Kelsey has done nothing. Kelsey hasn't scored a touchdown in six weeks, so it's just it's all that stuff's very interesting. 
Yeah, it is. And the Chiefs have been kind of like that all year a little bit. But, man, yeah, Jarek McKinnon, I can't wait for him to get another five touches and, and score a touchdown. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you know what? I can't – you know what? I, and I want to feel vindicated for this ride, you know, because, you know, some of my earliest analysis and prospects was around Jarek McKinnon. I mean, so. we no, we love Jarek McKinnon. Go back and dig in those Rotovise archives. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure we called this dude like a Greek god, which he was, <laughs> which he was. Uh, and, Absolutely. And don't, and don't forget it. Uh, he still looks right. good out there, man. He he looks great. Uh, it'll be very curious to see what they do with him next year. He's going to be 32 next year. I mean, and they don't have a wide receiver. I mean, the Chiefs the Chiefs rebuild is um is is all. I don't know. I don't know what they're the post Kelsey Chiefs are going to be interesting. Noah Gray fifth on the Chiefs in receptions. Love what it. if I what if I told you what if I told you Travis Kelsey's replacement was already on the roster. I mean, no one, no one would believe it, but I think it's true. Well, listen, running into the magical career that Travis Kelsey had and, and getting that again would be like some... obviously, obviously, Noah Gray <laughs> is not as good as Travis Kelsey, but I think he can be like a, a Dalton Schultz level replacement for them, which is, I think, a huge win. Go get him in Dynasty right now. Okay. I, how about how about this? Draft him in the uh, draft him in the tenth round of these underdog playoff drafts I've, I've been doing i've been doing a fair a fair number of that uh all right hey, man let's, darts. let's get out of here tell the people what they can look forward to while you are winning flag football championships <laughs> they have sharp football analysis i've wrote up all these games obviously it's time to write up 16 i spend a little more time with them uh, a little more detailed uh in the run out of these games if you like the if you like stats and all that weird stuff uh, go check those out over there. But other than that, man, I'm just happy to only have six games to talk about. And they're good teams because we watched a lot of bad football this year. A lot of bad football was watched. I'm ready to at least get the taste out of our mouths. I'm ready. I'm ready to forgive all the bad football for Bills Bengals and then Bills Bengals versus Chiefs. Like which those I, I if those if the AFC conference championship game is bad. I mean, what, like, that is going to be a real letdown. It really I mean, is. I also will willingly accept a, another game, which we might get in the second round, another third round of uh, Chargers Chiefs who have played nothing but great games themselves. Uh, yeah, that's going to give me, that's going to give me real anxiety. I, oh, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like kind of anti-will that. Think about next week, we could have Chargers Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, and AFC. And Eagles, could be Eagles Cowboys. Cow- Eagles Cowboys. Yeah, I mean that. Those all are really good games. Those are fantastic layout of games, and then we might have Niners Vikings uh, in that scenario. Because if the Giants win, then Giants will play the Eagles. Yeah, and we won't want to. See, we don't need to see that shit again. No, we don't. All right, man. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Everyone, enjoy the first round of the playoffs. We'll be back next week, and uh, yeah, so enjoy yourselves. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.